Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. Tonight, we are discussing relationships and black history with a guest, and we'll also celebrate the show turning four years old. The call-in number to participate is 347 202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you hit one on your dial pad, that will let me know that you're ready to speak. 
And please be sure to mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, all right? That way we won't pick up any unnecessary background noise. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets tonight. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or my show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 447 starts right after this message from, well, these messages from Buku Now and Larissa Hudson. Looking to build your business? Ready to connect with customers looking for your service? You need Buku Now. At Buku Now, we have the customers. Customers who are using our popular mobile app to find you. They're looking for on-demand services, and they need them now. They're asking for all kinds of services. Services like handyman, heating and cooling, pet sitting, pet grooming, taxi, limo rides, towing, lawn mowing, and landscaping. The list goes on and on, and so can your earnings. Register your service with Buku Now. It's easy and affordable. Go to BukuNow.com. With Buku Now, you can advertise your services for less. Be on demand or have a local listing. It's low-cost mobile advertising at its best. If you're a painter, a roofer, a maid, a handyman, or plumber, if you remove snow, clean carpets, or walk the dog, go to BukuNow.com now. That's B-U-K-U-Now.com. Register your service today. Our mobile app customers are searching for your service right now. BukuNow.com. My thanks to Buku now for being an official sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. But I also have a sponsorship from a young lady named Larissa Hudson. Uh, she is an author of the book, How Do I Expect Him to Love Me When I Don't Love Myself? Now, the book explains two simple but overlooked principles that gives guidance to young lady and women who desire to get married. All right. Now. In this book, author Larissa Hudson shares her personal struggles in marriage with low self-esteem and how important it is to love yourself. You should go to Amazon and buy this book right now. Well, actually, for a limited time only, the book is free. So I guess I shouldn't say buy. You can just go and pick up the book for free. That's right. Larissa wants to give every woman an opportunity to love herself by getting a free ebook. This book allows women to look at themselves and not worry about what everyone else is doing. If you treat yourself with love and dignity and respect, then others will have no other choice but to follow suit. Go to Amazon right now and search for Larissa Hudson, or you can search for the title, How Do I Expect Him to Love Me When I Don't Love Myself? Get the free ebook while you still can and see how this short book, consisting of only six pages, can change your life. Free and six pages? There's no excuse not to read. Go out and do Amazon and check out Larissa Hudson. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. But first, I have to introduce my guest. He is a three-time T2Q guest and returning champion. From the Motor City of Detroit, the, I guess you could say, owner slash CEO slash whatever title he wants to give himself, King of the Right to Real Love podcast. Please welcome Mr. J. Mayo back to the Top to Q radio show. 
What is up? <laughs> What's going on, Jay? Yo, what is going on, Q? Yo, first of all, man, you got me over here with this big old cheesy Kool-Aid smile. The, like, the way you introduce me is, like, crazy. I'm like, yo, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? How you been? Hey, man, I've been doing great, pulling up on four years, and it's amazing, you know, what started off as a 15-minute rant has turned into 447 episodes, man. That's so, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about that, and uh, like I said, I hope it can continue. Oh, yeah, I already so, know it is, man. <laughs> what's going on in the Right to Real Love podcast world? Oh, man, everything is good. Off to an amazing start this year. Uh, just debuted a new series over on the podcast called WPOV, in which we present the woman's perspective. And it's actually a show that I'm not even a part of. I got really? three amazing young ladies. Yeah, man, I got three amazing young ladies who are pretty much running their own show, and it's a blessing to be able to, you know, present it and share it with the real love community. And, yeah, man, it's amazing. Uh, I'm totally enjoying that. And, yeah, man, everything is going good. That's what's up, man. I'm about to add producer to the title. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> that just made the intro a little bit longer. <laughs> I know, man. The next time you come on, I'm just going to, like, just record it in advance. So I don't run out of breath trying to, you know, <laughs> announce all these titles. Nah, uh, man. <laughs> all, all right, right man. man. Nah, everything well, is going good with Right to Roll Up. All right, cool, cool. Okay, well, we have some people on the line. I will get to you all in just a second. I'm going to go ahead and let Jay get warmed up a little bit, but you can dial in <laughs> at 347-202-0215 if you have a question or a comment, or maybe you just want to shout out the show. You know, wish the show a happy birthday. That's that's fine if you want to do that. Got some people doing that on Twitter now, and I appreciate that. Susie the single, de- excuse me, Susie the single dating diva, Lady T. Both of them have chimed in with happy birthday. Uh, shouts to the show. But Jay, I want to get in here and get into this relationship topic, man, and then I'll bring the show legends on as we go. Valentine's Day is over, but what I'm trying to figure out, man, is why do so many people hate it, like, as if it's wrong to have a day of expression love? I mean, I, I cranked out a blog about this over at thankyou.me, and it talked about the people who say, oh, well, I don't have to celebrate Valentine's because every day is Valentine's for me, you know, or you have those other people who are real skeptical talking about, well, you know, while you're having dinner with him, he having dinner with his side chick tomorrow and all this other garbage, man. <laughs> What's wrong with expressing a day of, you know, a, a day of love? To answer that question, I could do that in one word. There's nothing. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a day to express love. And in reference to why people hate Valentine's Day so much, I think it boils down to why people hate or envy most things in life. It's usually because, one, they don't understand it, or two, it's because they don't have it, but they wish they did and that's what I think it is, too. And uh, on Twitter, Lady T said, people hate what they don't experience. And for those who claim me, they should be every day. If it were truly that, then they wouldn't need to hate. And I agree with that, too. And uh, let me go ahead and get to a show legend, man. I know they're chomping at the bit to come on. And <laughs> let me go to the 732 area code, the Garden City of New Jersey, Garden State of New Jersey, and bring on Amanda. Amanda, how are you? 
I'm good, Q. Jay, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing, doing well. And Amanda, why do so many people just hate on Valentine's Day? I think it's the same thing Jay said as well as Lady T that, you know, it's a it's a jealousy factor. You know, they don't want to have to admit that their their mom is their Valentine or, you know, their their child <laughs> is their Valentine. You know. They Yo, you they just don't for the low blow you know, but that's that's what it is. They don't want to admit that, you know, that's the only people that love them, you know, that truly love them right now because they're not in a relationship or, you know, they're bitter people. And when you're bitter like that, you're not going to get a, a valentine or a true love anytime soon because you that negative energy that you're that you're emitting is not is not going to bring in somebody that can love you every day, as you know a lot of people want to say so. I think that's what it is. I think it's just a jealousy factor. Okay. okay. And you're probably right. You're probably right. And some people just allow that jealousy to show, and it's so obvious, but I guess they just can't get past their feelings to even see that, Jay. But, uh, I mean, okay, Jay, so a lot of people are upset, and I agree with Amanda. It really kind of stems from being single. But being single is not necessarily a bad thing, man. I mean, what's the big Biggest misconception about being single? I think the biggest misconception about being single is the fact that people believe that it's a negative thing, and it's not. The second thing is that people think that it's something that should be avoided. Obviously, if it's something negative, we are we usually tend to want to avoid something that's negative. So if you have the perception that being single is something negative, then the next step is, hey, I want to avoid it. That's something that I don't want to be. And I think the other thing that ties into it is the fact that people view it as you're lacking something. Like, because you're single, it's something that you should have that you don't have. Your life is lacking something. And in most cases, mm-hmm. some people feel like that's just a boo. And sadly, that's not the case. As most people that are aware of what Right to Real Love is all about, it's about embracing your singleness. And singleness is more than just a relationship status. And I think that's one of the hardest things for most people to understand because, most people have never been taught that. Single is not just your relationship status. To be single means that you're unique, you're whole, and you're separate as an individual. And it's only once you become a single person that you're able to enter into a relationship, especially if we're talking about a relationship that's going to be healthy or that's going to actually last for an extended period of time. So if you ask me, singleness is something that should be required in order for us to actually have a life that's truly filled and fulfilling. Otherwise, I, I don't know what we're doing anything for. We're just going through life feeling like, oh, I just need a boo, but you're not actually understanding the importance of being a single person first. I think that's an awesome answer. I really do. Um, let me get another lady's perspective and go to the your area, 248 area code outside of the Motor City of Detroit, and welcome on Crystal. Crystal, how are you? Hi, Q. How are you? Hey, Jay. Hey, um, Hi, and um, of course, happy birthday, Q, and your show. Very proud to be a part of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, ma'am. And, Crystal, we talked last week on your show about how um, it's difficult for women to be single because other women like to point it out. Um, so is it not as easy as, I mean, you were kind of explaining it to me last week and trying to, get me to open up to it? I mean, is it not as easy as it sounds as far as a woman being single? 
Well, I think um, I have to agree with what Jay was saying, and um, also a little bit of what you know Amanda was saying. But the the fact of being single can be uh, hard for single women. I think more so than for single men. Um, but you have to be single first. I think a lot of women uh, do not take that pause to, you know, evaluate their past relationships and what's going on with them emotionally uh, from their past relationship, and so they jump back into a very unhealthy situation And because we're so afraid of being alone and because of the pressures of not being single because you're deemed as something that must be wrong with you. So, um, unfortunately, so we're in, we get into relationships where we're we're not ha- happy, and it's not a healthy situation at all. But um, I think that for women, it, it's also a competition situation where we hear, as what Amanda was saying regarding jealousy, we we have the competition, so we feel jealous of women who are married or in long-term relationships. So you enter into something that's not right for you. And it's so, yes, it's very hard to to be single when you don't understand that their, their, um, their thoughts about you is, is not for you to take in. It's for you to be strong about who you are and what you want in your life and not to listen to what other people are saying about you. Okay. I like that answer. Jay, you agree with that? I think I was very thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. I mean, what Crystal said is on point. The other thing that I would probably add is the fact that a lot of that pressure that women feel and to, whether it's to be in a relationship themselves or the pressure that they're feeling from other people, I believe a lot of this stems from what they're taught growing up. You know, if you experience women in your family rushing other women in your family or rushing you to be in a relationship, then you begin to think that that's normal behavior. So if you think that the behavior of rushing into relationships or rushing other people into relationships is normal, then it's only a matter of time before you adopt that same type of behavior. So I think it boils down to the fact that if you aren't being taught what's normal, what's truly right, what's the true way to address relationships and address getting to know who yourself is, then you are going to be a person that's prone to feel pressure to enter into a relationship, or you may even be a person that pressures other people into a relationship as well. Okay. All right. All right. And let's see. Let's have some people holding in the 501-732-407. I'll get to you all in just a moment, the 850. Uh, Well, I mean, so, I mean, women do put a lot of pressure on themselves to be in a relationship. So, Jay, why do men put so much pressure on one another to avoid being in a relationship? (laughs) That's a great question, Q. Honestly, people may not want to hear me say it, but it's the same thing that comes with the women. It's something that they're taught growing up. It's something that they've experienced in their own personal lives, and as a result, they think that that behavior is normal. But when you just look at humans in general, we have an innate desire to be accepted by other people. And especially when you're talking about men, because most men are growing up being taught that you're supposed to attract other women. 
So if you don't have an understanding of what a healthy relationship is, if you don't have an understanding of what the value and the benefit of a relationship is, then you are going to be prone to pressure yourself to not enter into a relationship, avoid them completely. But I think you have to get to the root cause, which is the fact that a lot of men do not understand God's reason and purpose for creating women. You know, a woman was created because a man needs her. This is something that most men will not actually admit, even if they nah, do they know that fact. You know, God created a woman for a reason. It's because man needs her. A man isn't supposed to be alone. He needs that woman to be his companion in life. But sadly, that's not what a lot of men either know, or if they do know it, it's not something that they actually believe, or it's not something that they actually want to apply in their own lives. But the creation of a woman was a good thing. And sadly, a lot of men don't know it, they don't understand it, and as a result, they avoid relationships as opposed to looking at the benefits of them and embracing them. I agree with you on that, man. I, I think they, uh, the average guy will let you pull three of his teeth of your choice before he admit that he needs a woman. That's uh, real. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you add that word need. Now, if you would have been like, want a woman, like, yeah, right. yeah, of course I want right. a woman. But need? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I feel you on that. But uh, let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and bring on my man, Buck. Buck, what's happening? Yo, Buck. What up, what up? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? I'm doing well, well, man. The show I'm glad to have Jay May on tonight. Oh, what's up, man? I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, and Buck, man, man, what do you think about it? How do you feel about um, guys, you know, putting pressure on one another to stay single? You know, stay out there in the game, homie. You know how it goes. I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on the situation. I mean, if you got a best friend, you know that, you know that, you know, went through some things, you know, in a relationship, and you know, sometimes you know, guys say, hey, maybe you need to stay out there a little while. You know, kind of find yourself a little bit not saying stay out there and be single. He's trying to, he's saying, look, you know, maybe you need to, you know, figure out what you want first before you get back into a relationship. And being single is part of that. So that's the reason, you know, I, I believe that, you know, some guys say, you know, stay single for a little while. Not just, you know, just stay out there and just keep keep getting it and quitting it, you know, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let me go to the 407 area code, which is an Orlando phone number. And that must mean this is Miss, Mrs., excuse me, Veronica Percy, the newlywed calling in. Veronica, how's it going? Hi, Q. Happy birthday to your show. It's good to be on again, I have to admit. I always listen, or more often than not, I listen on Tuesday, more, Tuesday evenings, but... Um, or whatever day. What day is it today? Wednesday? Yeah. Tuesday? Wednesday. Is it Wednesday today? Okay, yeah. well, I listen to you the, day, the night that you're on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so busy. I, the days all meld together, but I'm too shy to call in. But I did want to wish you a happy birthday. So, so exciting. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I really do. But I do want to get your two cents while you're on and ask sure. you about um, as far as if Women are feeling pressure from other women to not be single, which could force them into bad relationships. And guys are feeling pressure from other guys 
to be single, which means they're not looking for a relationship. I mean, what's the end result here? I mean, we basically have a world full of people who are never going to be on the same page, right? Yes. that's. I see that so often these days, too. A lot of my friends are, you know, they're all, a lot of them are turning 30. And they have this mindset that, you know, society dictates that unless you are married with a baby or at least have a boyfriend or at least you're engaged, um, you're incomplete, which is completely false and it's wrong, especially if the, you know, relationships before the single period were BS, um, in which case single being single or not being attached for that matter should be celebrated as an upgrade. And as far as men encouraging other men to be single is concerned, I think that just stems from, well, are the men who are suggesting their friends, you know, just play the field, are are they happy? Are they happy with themselves? Are they happy with their own relationships? Do they regret being married? And it's just, it's a whole another discussion because it's layers of stuff on people. And yeah. it, it, I think what it boils down to is, what do, you know, when you look in the mirror, what do you really want? What do you really want from yourself? What do you want from your partner when that partner shows up? And if somebody shows up who you have to settle for, are you willing to make that exchange of your desires and priorities so that you're not lonely? And I don't think a lot of people are taught to think through those things, which is sad, but I think that's where the problem is. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you, and it's sad. Um, but, you know, it's something that we have to get past, and people can do that if they listen to this show or maybe read your book. You all know Veronica was a guest last year. <laughs> um, you might remember her as Ver- Veronica Cayugan, but she's married now, so she's Veronica Percy. Had the Become Your Own Bliss book, which is still available on Amazon for you to go and check out. Author, life coach, entrepreneur, she does it all. But I appreciate you calling in and chiming in for us. Thank and, um, you, too. I'll get you the hold for just a moment. And, Jay, I'll get right back to you. I got another sponsor I have to fit in. It's a big show, so the sponsors want to get on board. I have four of them tonight. So let me go to Scriptapalooza, and you can figure out how to join their competition. Are you a writer? Do you have a great story for a movie? Scriptapalooza is accepting entries to their 16th annual screenwriting competition. We have over 90 producers reading all the entries and over 50000 in cash and prizes. Does your script have what it takes to win the $10,000 first place prize? Visit scriptapalooza.com for more info. That's www.scriptapaloza.com. Hollywood is calling. Hollywood is calling. That's what's up. All right, all your screenwriters, there's your opportunity. Scriptapalooza.com. You can go there and take a chance on ten grand for screenwriting. All right, I have like 13 people on hold. A couple of people from the 601, the 209, the 910, the 732, 501. I will get to you all, I promise. It's um, one of those shows, so trying to get everyone in. Unfortunately, everyone want to get an opportunity to speak as long as normal, but you know, we're going to try to fit everyone in for this fourth birthday celebration. Jay, I've made a presidential term, homie, four years, right? <laughs> so I need yes, four sir. more years, four more years. Okay. So, um, all right, back to it, Jay. 
Uh, will the divide between the genders get worse as society continues to embrace single parenthood? Nah, nope. <laughs> and the reason the reason I say that so quickly and confidently is because single parenthood—that really I mean, legit, like single parenthood isn't the root cause of the divide. Single parenthood is nothing more than a byproduct of the root cause. So I feel like if we want to set out on the mission of reducing the divide between men and women, then we have to first address the root cause. Okay. That sounds simple enough. Let me get another opinion on this. Surprised you didn't ask me what the root cause was. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Jay, I mean, no, no, I, I, set it up. I set it up. I was like, what's the root cause? <laughs> <laughs> no, I you want you want me to share? Yeah, go ahead, please. Okay, yeah. I believe that the root cause of the divide between men and women is a lack of knowledge. Specifically, a lack of knowledge of God's word and his will. I believe that if God is our creator, then if that's the case, we can agree that we are his product, wouldn't you say? And if he if we are God's product, then we can call him our manufacturer. And here's okay. the thing, if a product went went wrong, say our iPhone or our computer or something of that nature, where's the first place that you're gonna go to try to go get it fixed? In most cases you're gonna take it back to the ice you're gonna take it back to the Apple store, right? Because that's the manufacturer. So it's the same thing when it comes to men and women. When there's issues in our lives or issues with us, you know, relating to one another, we have to go back to the source. We gotta go back to the creator. We have to go back to the manufacturer, if I can use that term. And we got to read that product manual. And in that case, and in this case, or our case, that's the word of God. You know, that's the only way that we can gain knowledge and gain understanding to be able to fix any issues that come away, that you know come up in our lives. Whether it's the divide between men and women, whether it's how to act as a man, how to act as a woman, how to love and respect one another, whatever it is, if you want to know how to fix the problem the right way, which is the key, fixing it the right way. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to that manual, and that's the word of God in our case. Okay, that instruction manual will get you where you need to go. Most definitely, most up. definitely. Even, even though when we get new products, nine times out of ten, we don't take the time to read them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Most people just try to go at it, you know, and, and figure exactly. it out as they go, and they end up um, doing it wrong. So, I know I had an yeah. iPhone, my, like my first iPhone, I had it for over a year before I realized that there were features that I didn't even, you know, I wasn't even utilizing. I just made a mistake and swiped down one day. I was like, oh, it's a menu here? How long is this Oh, that's here? a shame. That's a shame. You know you it just is, said that on is. the air, right? <laughs> I know I said that on the air. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. I know some listeners, they probably was like, yeah, that that was me too. I didn't, I didn't even realize they had that feature. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to get back to those those principles in just a second, but I do want another um, opinion on the question, and I'll go to the 601 to Jackson, Mississippi, and bring on Miss Boom Boom. How are you, Miss Boom oh, Boom? Oh, yeah. Boom Boom Pow Pow, happy birthday to you now. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I'm going to throw the same question to you really quick. Um, do you think the divide between the genders would get worse as single parenthood is more embraced. I mean, right now, especially in the black community, you know, well over seventy percent of, uh, you know, there are seventy, well over seventy percent of single moms. So, do you think that it would get worse as far as the divide as long as there are single parents? Well, yeah, it seems like it's getting worse in every way you can just about think of, in ways you never even thought of. 
you got so much diversity in what they call a relationship, what they call a marriage, you know, and everybody has the right to do what they want to do. My only thing is, I agree with the young man. It was a Mr. J. Mayo. Yeah. I don't know how you are, but that's some good old wisdom. And, you know, we, God made it simple. We don't want to make things complicated, trying to, you know, talking about getting where you fit in. Some things just don't fit, you know. I believe that we are the product of God, you know, honestly. I mean, if it wasn't for man having woman to come out of his side, like God had it planned in the first place, that's why we're supposed to walk side by side. Not that woman walking way up there in the front and the man dragging his tail behind along, <laughs> or the woman from coming from the rear, like, you know, she ain't all that and he's all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a, a relationship of love. And I believe that. You know, I've never been there, but I've been in a relationship. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, it, it does take two people minimum to make a relationship, no matter what it is. And uh, furthermore, um, they call them out. You, you've heard of dysfunctional families, right? Oh, yeah. We, but we black folk, I'm just going to be saying, black history, but we weren't dysfunctional. We were survivors. <laughs> we, we did what we had to do to survive, you know. And, and uh, quite frankly, whatever we were born with, I can give you just a black history example real quick. Um, Elpha Waters, born product of a rape victim. Her mother was a teenager when she was raped, and, but her mom decided to have a baby anyway. You know, she was raped. But when she, the way she was raised was any kind of way the wind blows. They didn't stay hardly nowhere. They were so poor, no more than 15 months at a time. Talk about from pillar to post. I'm pretty sure she don't remember all the addresses she stayed in. And so she said she was, Yeah, she said she wasn't raised. She was just, you know, she didn't feel like she just grew up. She was just attached to whoever she had to be attached to. She don't even remember hugs and all that. But you know what? She learned love somewhere because Ethel Waters, if you look her history up, blue, same blue gospel, um, Popular music of the day, and now uh, has her uh, her. Uh, of course, she's deceased now, but now has her uh, her star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. And you know what? They it took about forty something years before they put the Hall of Fame that star on the uh, Walk of Fame in Hollywood, and it's not there yet. She's just been approved of it, but they still right. raising money since two thousand four. So love needs to be shown everywhere, and, and with that woman. Um, showing that, showing love to all the world, even though you know. So some love has to be shown someone for somebody in order to show it back. Because if you never shown any love, you, you're not gonna know how to love. So, and I believe and that's true. Love, he put us here. If, if he didn't love us, trust me, I wouldn't have created some of us. I wouldn't have created me sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> when God put love out there. <laughs> all right, let me jump in, Miss Bobo. My guys, the people holding now. Let me let me jump in. But um, okay. I. I I feel what you're saying on that. <laughs> she said you were you created yourself. <laughs> all right. Go more pow pow. All right, but uh, all right. So Jay, let me let me get back to what you were talking about earlier and and mm-hmm. following in, instruction. And I, I know uh, the term you like to use, kingdom principles, right? Um, yes. So if as far as going back to basics, why do so many people? I mean, there are a lot of people who attend church regularly, but they refuse to use those principles to help guide their relationships. 
That's a great question. That is a great question because we got a lot of people that attend church. <laughs> no question. There's a lot of people all across the world that attend church. But when it comes to why people don't take the things that they either hear the preacher uh, preaching about or why they don't take the things that they've read in the Word themselves during that time at church, I think it can usually be boiled down to the fact that they either don't know how to apply the principles in their life, they're either afraid to apply the principles in their life, or they just don't have a desire to apply them. And when it comes to showing up at church, I don't think that's enough. I mean, there is work that must accompany our attendance. It's just like if it was school. I mean, to be honest with you, I know a lot of people, they just go to church, they show up, sometimes even late, and, you know, they, they get a little praise and worship on, they listen to the man preach, and then they leave and they go out and do what they want to do the rest of the week or the rest of their lives or the rest of their year, whatever it may be. But sadly, showing up isn't enough. We have to put the work in, just like if it was at school. The same way that we go into class, we're expected to do what? Take notes. And then when we go exactly. home, we're expected to do what? We're expected to study. And the reason you take notes, the reason you study, is so that you can do the most important thing, which is apply the things that you learned. And that's the key. you got to learn how to take notes, study, and apply. So if you go to church and you don't take a notebook or you don't take out your phone and take notes on your phone or your iPad or whatever device, if you're not taking notes during church, that should be the first thing for you to do. Make that the next thing that you do. Okay, now I'm going to start going to church and I'm going to take notes. And then after you get in the habit of doing that, make make it a point to at least go back at the very least and just read over the notes that you took. Read over the passages of Scripture that the preacher taught on Sunday or whenever it was that you attended church. And then as you study those things, it's only a matter of time before you begin to apply them if you make a conscious decision to do that. And if you have trouble doing any of those things, I say the next step is to seek out a mentor. Seek out somebody who you know does all of those things. You know somebody that goes to church and they don't just show up. They take notes. They're they're actually there. They're receiving the word that's being preached. And then they're studying it. They're applying it in their lives. Seek out that person and ask them to help you. Ask them to be a mentor to you. So I believe that is the way to actually begin taking those principles that are taught on Sunday or in church or even just in the Word, period, and begin applying them not only to our lives but even our relationships. Okay. All right. Great answer. I like the the, the comparison to school. Um, I, I think that was on point right there. And let me go to the 732 area code back to the Garden State of New Jersey and bring on Ray, who's been patiently holding. Ray, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, Q? Jay? I'm doing pretty well. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I, I believe, uh, well, you doing Crystal Buff. How y'all doing tonight? Okay. Yeah, there's quite a few on, um, man. So. But, uh, I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll ask you the same question, Ray, and I, mean, I know quite a few people who uh, go to church regularly, and they just don't apply certain things to their lives, man. I mean, they're selfish, they're inconsiderate, they're out to basically get what they can get. And, I, I mean, so do you think that churches should strive to maybe teach more about relationships uh, to help people incorporate some of those biblical principles into their life? Oh, I think they should, but I think it's too far gone right now. I mean, if you try to do something like that now, after years and years and years and 
maybe two or three generations lost, it will be incredibly difficult because anything you try to tell them, they're not receptive to it. So, you know, what that got to do with me not uh, getting on welfare and me on the relationship? Well, you know, the preacher man trying to help you, and you, you know, just want to say or do whatever you want to do it. No. I mean, I know it's the wrong way to be, but a lot of times you just got to let people come out their own way, you know. Because you hit them upside the head, you got to let them knock their own brains out and start over. So I, I, I would like to see it because I think it could be helpful. But anybody who needs help has to be willing to accept help. That's if you true. don't accept help, then how can you be helpful? So, you know, people always say, oh, you know, why don't they meet somebody or have somebody or whatever the case is? Well, you got to check out who are you going after? What qualifications are you looking for? So when you don't have the qualifications that you don't know what qualifications you want, don't know what you're looking for, you're going to end up with anything, and that's exactly what happens. You may not even be a good catch yourself if you're not doing anything right. Exactly. So I think people just need to think about that. Okay. Good points there. Good points. You want to add to that, Jay? No, I think I think what he said makes a lot of sense. And I personally believe that it can be daunting when we take a look at the past or we look at how far things have gotten off track and how how bad things seem to be. But I, I, I got to admit, you know, people call me an optimist and an idealist, but I truly believe that every day that we wake up, that's another opportunity to make a change. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a change on a large scale, but if we just make changes, small changes in our own individual lives, that's the way that we begin to take steps toward making bigger changes throughout the entire world. It starts with us. If everybody woke up tomorrow and decided, you know what, I'm going to begin living my life by biblical principles, and they actually began applying those principles one at a time in their lives, we would see difference. Our interactions with people would change. We would notice that people are actually not only just showing love for themselves, but they're showing love for other people. So I personally believe that it starts with us and that as long as we're breathing, if we woke up another day, we have another opportunity at least to erect or make a change in our own lives. No doubt, man. No doubt. That's very well said. And, okay, so let's see. I I, guess, I have one more question, I guess, on a relationship topic that I'm going to shift gears on you, Jay. But, mm-hmm. uh, all right, as far as, you know, we've spoken about the divide between the, the, gen- the genders and everything, but why is it so hard for both genders to admit their own mistakes instead of pointing the fingers at one another? Because when I go to, and don't get me wrong, I, I mean, I put discussions out on Facebook in my group, okay, in the T2Q mm-hmm. group. Now, a lot of times the discussions I put out, I'll ask a question, and it's one of those, you know, he versus she type of questions, and it starts a bunch of mess. And don't get me wrong, I understand that's going to happen sometimes, but I do think that any question could be answered intelligently if people just take the time to not answer from within their feelings. But we're so mm-hmm. quick to point fingers at someone else and try to prove ourselves right that it just causes this huge divide. 
So, I mean, what's so hard about people just admitting to their own mistake and working on themselves being better? Uh, the fact that we human. <laughs> As human beings, I mean, man, woman, it doesn't matter. We find it hard to admit fault. We find it difficult to be like, you know what, I was wrong. But that's the thing. If we do want to bridge that divide or, you know, reduce that divide that we've been talking about between men and women, going back to what I was just saying, it starts with ourselves. You know, it doesn't start with coming out immediately and walking up on a podium and saying, I'm wrong, I admit it, it was me. No, it's not going to be that easy. It's not going to be that boisterous. But we at least have to take this step of first ditching our pride because that's all that is. When we start pointing fingers and we start placing the blame on other people, that's based on pride, especially when we know we're wrong. I mean, I'm sure you and other listeners have met somebody who knew they was wrong. But even though the person knew they was wrong, they still wouldn't admit it. They just wouldn't admit it. You got the evidence, everything laid out, and they still will not admit it. In those <laughs> cases, that's pride. That's pride, man. It's nothing more than pride. It's nothing more than your ego. So the first step is ditching your pride. After you ditch the pride and you're like, you know what, I get it. I can admit that I'm wrong. You have to first hold yourself accountable to the mistakes that you make. If you can't first look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I was wrong. What I did wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that, or whatever the case may have been. If you can't look yourself in the face and do that, you'll never be able to look at other people and admit that you're wrong. So the only way to make it happen is to first come to terms with the fact that you have to first hold yourself accountable. If you're not holding yourself accountable, then you'll never be a person that's able to go and tell somebody else, that, hey, you know what, I was wrong, I admit it. You know why that's important? Because you have to first forgive yourself. You have to look yourself in the eye and say, I was wrong. I forgive myself that I was wrong. Now I can go out and tell other people that, hey, you know what? What I did wasn't right. It wasn't the best thing. You right. Y'all y'all right. I'm wrong. But here's the thing. When you forgive yourself, it doesn't matter what people say. They could be sure. bashing you, saying whatever they want. If you've already forgiven yourself, any pain that you would have taken from the things that other people are going to say, it's just going to roll off you. It's not going to be nothing because you've already forgiven yourself. Exactly. So that's the key. Ditch the pride, hold yourself accountable, and forgive yourself. Okay. CJ, that's why you're the smartest man on radio, bro. I don't but, know about all that, man. <laughs> but I'm going to go to another smart guy in the 910 area code by way of Big Spring, Texas. He plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. Dr. Willis, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, Q? What's up, family? Uh, and welcome to the um, guest that's on tonight. And happy hey, birthday to you. I, I appreciate it, Bobby. I'm going to get you. I still got to get to Fred and Amy and Eminem. Oh, yeah. We got to get all of them on. So, But, um, I mean... Is it all about the ego? Is that what keeps us pointing fingers at one another and not admitting, hey, you know what, I screwed up, I'll fix this on my end, you fix that on your end, and we can come together? uh, Honestly, Q, I think that is probably the least um, problematic of of the issues that we face in in what I call the gender drift. Um, Because, you know, everybody, you know, I think think it's forgivable to – you know, for to you know, uh for people to, to fight for what they believe is right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you just gotta be the bigger person and just say, I right, I'll agree to disagree. All right, because I mean, you know, you gotta you know, if 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 every person is honest with themselves, they will they will uh admit that if they believe that they're absolutely right, they're gonna fight 
about that particular principle, idea, or whatever it is. So when you write it to it, you can't just simply say, you know, somebody just know they're wrong or something. And, and they, you know, they, they just might be wrong, but they, in their eyes, they're probably not. So I think that's the least problematic of our problems. You know, I think that uh, as as they, uh, you know, the, the, the gender drift, uh, there are other issues that are probably more prevailing than just that. Okay. So you believe there's more to it then. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let me go to the 501, the natural state of Arkansas, and Amy's opinion on it. Amy, where do you, uh, first of all, how are you? Oh, beautiful. Just trying to keep warm. How's everybody doing tonight? Hi, Jay. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Freezing my Wakusi uh, off. <laughs> I know, that's right. I just got out that cold. <laughs> yeah, it's a different Ooh, level of cold up there in Detroit. Yes. But, uh,. <laughs> Uh, Amy, where do you lean? Do you kind of lean towards what Bobby was saying, or do you think that, like Jay was saying, it's all about the ego, it's all about the Kanye? You mean as opposed as as opposed to like blaming each other and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Why, why is it so hard for us to admit our own mistakes instead of pointing fingers? Well, I mean, it, it's just easier. Um, to blame someone else for our problems, it it seems like we just, as humans, for some reason, have been wired that way. Um, it's easier to kind of, uh, it's much funner to uh, dream of a fairy tale than it is reality in life. Um, I think you know that. Um, when it comes to guys and girls, especially you have that age old war, you know, men versus men versus women, men versus women about anything and everything and we um it's just second nature to us to point to each other. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your well if women okay, were this way, or if men were that way that you know, back and forth is just that age um that age-old men versus women argument that's never going to die. That's true. That's true. It keeps going in my group. So. <laughs> <laughs> some days it gets out of hand, or some days it gets flat out stupid. But um, I feel you on that. And one more opinion before I take a break, then I'll come back with Jay, another question, then I'll get him and them to chime in. Let me go to the 209 area code out there in Cali and bring on Fred, who's been patiently holding. Fred, how are you? How you doing? Happy birthday. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you chiming in. And I'll, I'll let you give your two cents on it, man. What can we do to get people to work on themselves instead of worry about what everybody else is doing or not doing? Well, uh, I first uh, get them to admit they actually have a problem. And then, too, uh, set aside that pride, I think is that's what uh, Jay said. Um, and, and then and actually make steps into, and I think the third step would be is to um, look at yourself and write down your problems and then think about what is about yourself and, and improve on that. Um, I've, I've done that to the best of my ability and I think others should do. And just okay. forgive yourself and then move on from there. Okay. All right. That's right. That's what's up right there. Just keeping it simple. And um, I can get with that, man. And uh, I think, uh, Jay, that, yeah, people should just work on themselves. And 
admit when they're wrong. And it's about being, someone mentioned it earlier about being honest with themselves. I don't know if it was Bobby or not, but someone mentioned being honest with themselves, Jay. And I think mm-hmm. their lives are a problem for a lot of people. They can't be honest with themselves to even convince themselves that they're wrong. Yeah, that, that can be challenging. And that's the thing. A change isn't going to occur until we first become brave enough to look ourselves in the face. And for some people, that is very difficult. You know, some people don't like coming face-to-face with themselves, especially when they know the things that they've done. Because that's the thing. We only see what people show us, but other people are aware of the things that they are doing behind closed doors that nobody Mm -hmm. else knows about. And possibly that has some impact on whether or not that person is able to look themselves squarely in the face. Okay. All right. Well, I definitely think that um, people should take advantage of the opportunities um, that they have to correct a mistake or correct something wrong when they um, have some fault that lies within themselves. So, you know, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. But, you know, life is about second chances. And sometimes the best way to start anew is to admit that you were wrong and move forward and to start looking for fault in yourself instead of looking for fault in others. And that's what this young lady wants to do for her loved one. She wants to say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness to the one she loves. And she reached out to me, and I told her that I would allow her to record something and put it on the air. And she's basically asking for forgiveness. So if you all can give me about 40 seconds, I will play her recording um, that's going out to the one that she loves. Hello, Frito. It's me, Priya. Baby, I love you. I love you so much, and I'm sorry which I have done. Please forgive me this time. I will never do this again. And Sudo, really, my intention was not to hurt you, yaar. I'm really sorry. I only want you. You are my love. You are everything to me, Jan. I love you so much. Baby, today I'm proposing you in front of all who are hearing me that I love you so much. Will you be mine forever? Will you love me again? Baby, please come back. I love you so much. All right. And um, I I wanted to play that. I told her that I would play that for her because she wanted to reach out and ask for forgiveness. And she wanted to do it on a radio show, on a, you know, big stage, and allow everyone to understand that she said she was wrong. Um, Jay, I mean, what do you think about that, man? I mean, this is someone she, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's like 10 o'clock in the morning where she is right now overseas. I mean, she stayed up for this. Um, I mean, what do you think about the effort some people may go through in order to ask for forgiveness? I think it's good. I think it's a good thing because sadly there are too many people who don't seek that forgiveness. But does that, but the thing about it is I would hope and pray that anybody who asks the forgiveness of another person has already forgiven themselves. Because that's the thing. Sometimes other people can forgive us the things that we've done. But if we don't forgive ourselves, then we can still carry around the weight of whatever it was that we did to that person. So we have to first take whatever it was that we did to God. He's going to forgive us. Then we have to forgive ourselves. And then after that, then you take it to that other person. And hopefully that person will be kind enough to forgive you too. But if they don't, the beauty thing, the beautiful thing about it is that God is already forgiving you. You've already forgiven yourself, and now you can move on. Most definitely, man. 
most definitely, and I appreciate you saying that. And I wish her the best. Hopefully she is forgiven and all is well. All right, I'm going to change gears for a minute. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. And, Jay, I'll throw this out to you, and then I'll bring on Eminem, who's been holding for a little bit. Uh, okay. Jay, we're half we're halfway through Black History Month, so let's hit on this subject for a bit. Uh, we're continually, continuing to struggle as a people in this country. Uh, Fifty years ago, you know, we were close to God. We were close to one another. Uh, where do we start to regain that unity again and truly rise as equals in this country? Because we've lost the unity. I know that this is about to sound <laughs> mad counterintuitive, especially since we're talking about unity. But once again, kind of, you know, reiterating on things that I've shared previously, I think it starts with ourselves again. I mean, many of us have become too content with just being sheep. I mean, a sheep is not uh that is not a compliment, you know, so I, I just want to be clear <laughs> about that. So <laughs> if somebody ever called you a sheep, that that's a bad thing. You don't want to be a sheep, man. A sheep is one of the dumbest animals. And yes, I am going out on the limb and saying that many of us have become too content with being sheep. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we have allowed ourselves to just stop thinking. We have allowed ourselves to stop wanting to unleash what God put inside of us and to truly impact this world with the purpose that was placed inside of us. But what's even sadder, if you ask me, is the fact that a lot of the shepherds that we have chose to allow to lead us are horrible. Like, I mean, think about it. When you look at all these people who tend to be sheep, you know, we just following after the masses, following after the masses, but there's always somebody leading. And if you think that there's nobody leading your life, then you are definitely a sheep because there's always somebody that you're following after. And if it's important to know who is it that you're following. Is that person leading you in the right direction? If it isn't, then it's time for you to really reevaluate what you're doing with your life, where you're headed, and I think that the most important thing is for us to just get in touch with who God created us to be, who he purposed us to be, because that's the only way that you will get past being a sheep. I don't want anybody to be a sheep. I don't want anybody to be allowing somebody to lead them and shepherd them throughout their lives, and that person isn't someone of good character. That's not someone that's leading them and directing them in the right path. And most importantly, everybody should understand that we are all leaders I know a lot of people do not view themselves as leaders. I'll be honest. A year ago, I didn't view myself as a leader. But I learned through reading the Word of God that each and every last one of us are leaders. And you have to come to that realization that you are a leader. So if you're a leader, that means that it's time for you to stop following other people aimlessly, stop following other people to no end, you don't even know where you're going, and turn your tide towards benefiting other people unleash the purpose that God placed within you, walk and hold yourself as a leader and lead other people down the right path. So that would be my whole thing is the way to gain unity through all of the masses, through all of us, is to first unleash the fact that you are yourself a leader. You are someone that people should be following, not just for the sake of following, but because you have something that God placed inside of you that's going to serve and benefit those people. So to me, it starts once again with ourselves. Okay. Who would have thought unity started with ourselves? I know, right? Yeah. It sounds very counterintuitive, but I, I truly believe that we as individuals, we are where it starts, man. We are where it starts. I mean, just look at 
God. He only created, what, one man, one woman. And, look, we got over 7 billion people on the planet. So you can do a lot with just one. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Well, I don't know if you left anything for my man, but I'm going to go to the six-on-one anyway because I know he can make something out of nothing, and I know there's nothing left. And go to Jackson, Mississippi, the bold new city, and bring on my man Eminem. Eminem, I appreciate you holding patiently, man. What's going on? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? For the fourth year in the house. Shit. But, uh... But I mean, Eminem. Well, all right, from from your point of view, um, how do we regain unity in this country um, as we move into 2015, and we're still trying to avoid some of the craziness that we see? We had a a high school basketball game in Flower Mound, Texas, when they're holding up white power signs and just craziness going on, man. I mean, how do we come together as a people and not? You know, and kind of shake this crabs in a bucket mentality. Well, uh, first of all, you know, I I, I heard a lot of comments, uh, and all of them are very, very good. But first of all, you know, anytime you in, in you you're fighting for something, whether it's physical or mental, mentally or just a symbol of something, strength lies in two things: numbers and your army, your army always got to be your men, your men first. Um, we got to get back to the basics, which is probably not going to happen, but that's where everything got off track at. I'm going to throw three names at you right quick. Betty Shabazz, Merle Evers, Scaretta Scott King. Three well-known black women of some of the most uh, uh, prolific civil rights leaders of the past uh you know, 50 years. Okay. Now, one thing they all had in common, they supported the man. They wasn't trying to outshine him and all this stuff. Um, in 1968, when uh, after King got killed and they started welfare and all that, the belittling of the black male in the community, all that shit started. Now it's done went to a level beyond just belief. Um, uh the basics where a woman puts trains a boy to be a man or a man trains his son to be a man, that's that's the foundation of everything. Because when when the male is weak, then whatever you're doing is going to be weak. You know, you look all over the world, you know, the strength is in the man. And the black male in America has been torn down to the core. Now, most of it started at home. You see what I'm saying? It's like, um, say if, and I'm, I'm going to try to speed it up, but say if a, mm-hmm. a woman, for whatever reason, didn't make it with the child's father. You see what I'm saying? She's tearing the boy's daddy down the whole time. Instead of talking about the negligence of the man, she's kind of like lumping all men together. So the boy already got a negative impact on the man. Then, you know, it just go on and on and on. And... Nothing is gained. Then now you're already dealing with the police and all that. Now see all that stuff. That's after effects, because everywhere there's a well-supported male, when we, and I'm specifically talking about a black male. He has a different mentality. He has a different self-respect. He has a different sense of pride, and he feels that he's in his natural uh, position to be a protector of the community 
of his family and everything that means something to him. Now, until that's reestablished, everything else is going to be just bullshit, you know. Um, now it's okay. like nothing is a fad no more. And uh, one of the first things uh, that can be done to reshape the male image is for women to get back to some of the basics, you know. Take a step back. Yeah, you might have a Ph.D., but, hey, but get your ass in that kitchen sometimes. Stop all that bullshit, you know. Clean the goddamn house up sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And then if you got a problem, if you got a problem, shut the fuck up. You know, we can we can fight in the bedroom, but now out in public, we got to show some solidarity. You know, hey, Michelle Obama might be going upside of uh, Barack's head, but because she has a certain class about herself, she understands that the black man already got the whole fucking world against him. So you don't need to be against the man in public. And when that is established, then you'll see a slow increase on everything else. Okay. <laughs> so Jay Eminem says in order to fix <laughs> to fix the black man, fix the black woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually I actually understand some of the um the points you're making, Eminem. Um I, I mean of course there's room for I mean, it has to be a black man that's worthy of all of that. And, um, and, and Jay, I mean, the way I... Hey, Q. You still there, Q? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Me button got hit. Um, the way I was raised, Jay, was to leave, to leave things the way better than how I found it. You know, and that meant, you know, from anything from a community to uh, the people you encounter and things of that nature, you know. Um, and that's kind of missing today. I mean, that's just something that just because there's not a lot of old school guys around or, or guys, period, I guess, in the lives of some of these children that the message is kind of missed to some of these young boys to leave things better than how they found it, how to improve upon something be it your community, your family, or the people you encounter? Yeah, I mean, did, did you have a question? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, is that part of the issue, just the lack of, of fathers, the reason why people don't have that mindset, uh, young boys don't have that mindset? Uh, I, I would say fathers, yes. Uh, I truly believe that, it stems at the root, and we know that the root is the man. So, obviously, I've talked about it on past shows that, you know, far too often we just focus on the two qualities of what a man is truly destined to be by the design that God created, which is the provider and the protector. But, like I said, like on past shows, I'll reiterate it, is a man is also called to be a leader. He's also called to be a visionary a teacher, a cultivator, along with being a protector and a provider. And in reference to what we're talking about right now, we're looking at the the ability to be a teacher and a cultivator to those that we actually encounter. So a man, whether he be a father, whether he be a brother, whatever he may be, it is his duty as a man, regardless of if he's a father, a husband, or whatever, is to be a teacher to those that are around him. And he's supposed to teach them what he's supposed to teach them the right way to go, the right way to live their life. And that's in accordance to God's principles, biblical principles, kingdom principles, whatever you want to call it. That is what a man is truly supposed to teach, not just his children, not just his wife, but to teach anyone that is in his surrounding area. 
And then from there, as a result of teaching them the right things, the things that come from the Word of God, he will ultimately become a cultivator of those people. He'll take those people from whatever stage of life that they were in, take them from whatever they were and mold them into something that should be even better than the way that he found it, similar to what you said, Q. So, yeah, most definitely those things tie in because that is how God designed man. We're to teach, we're to cultivate, not just protect and provide. Okay, and and that and that's great, and I, I definitely uh, agree with your points there. But as far as uh, communities go and building communities, you know, the church was one, once a place where you got social instructions. Um, you know, when you think back to Black history and civil rights, so many of those meetings are, are the the groundbreaking to civil rights started in the church. Uh, now you have more churches on every corner than you do liquor stores. Uh, do you think it's possible that there are too many churches, Jay, and too many messages out there and the mess signals are getting mixed? Yeah, I think the biggest issue is not necessarily the number of churches, but the message that's being preached. And this will definitely ruffle some feathers because depending on – you could probably on Sunday go to 10 different churches and you're likely to hear 10 different messages preached. But anybody that takes time to get inside the Word of God, especially within the New Testament, reading the four Gospels, you will know exactly what it is that Jesus preached. You'll know exactly what it is that Jesus asks anybody else who comes after him to preach, which is the kingdom message. But sadly, that is not a message that you hear when you walk into a lot of churches. You hear a lot about prosperity. You hear a lot about healing. You hear a lot about faith. Not to say that there is anything wrong with any of those things because they all have their place in the kingdom, but rarely do we ever go to a church and hear a pastor preaching the kingdom message that Jesus preached. And that is one of the biggest issues, and I think that is one of the reasons why there isn't a lot of social instruction. There isn't a lot of community building because in most cases, a lot of the things that are being taught in the church are just being focused on how can I benefit, not how can I go out and serve the community, how can I better other people. When you think about what a church is supposed to be, a church is supposed to be a collective of people that are supposed to be bettering, helping, and serving one another. But in most cases, you go to some churches, you can sit on the pew and never get involved. So if you go to a church and you can just sit there, you ain't got to join no committees, you ain't got to become a part of nothing, you ain't got to help nobody, you just sitting there on the pew every Sunday doing nothing to help that body, to help those people, to help the people in your community, then you will not be able to build a community because all you're doing is just sitting there. And if we got a lot of these churches around the globe where people just sit there, they don't get involved, they don't build communities, they're like, what are you here to feed me, Pastor? I'm all focused on me, me, me. And until we change that focus away from just going to church so that we can be served, but instead showing up so that we can serve people that are within our church body and people within our community, then there won't be a lot of changes occurring. It starts right there. It starts with us wanting to go to church to serve other people. It starts with us wanting to actually be a servant to others and not just always focused on what is it going to be a benefit to me? What am I going to get out of it? Okay. Awesome answer, man. How old are you, Jay? How old am I? Yeah, <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just checking. That's like six more years until you're eligible to run for president, man. I'm, I'm putting my, con- <laughs> I'm putting the first ten dollars towards your campaign, Jay. Or whatever. That is hilarious. I got, <laughs> I got ten on it, bro. 
I got ten on her, man. You just get you That's just real, have man. You. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you pass thirteen, thirteen, shit. <laughs> <laughs> out of here on this man um you mentioned the last time you were here on t2q about people not having purpose in life how can you help someone find a purpose especially if they're older i believe the first thing is getting them to not just know that they have a purpose but getting them to believe it i i that that is the the greatest hurdle if you cannot instill in a person and get them to believe within themselves that they have a purpose, that they're here for a reason. God created them for a reason, regardless of how they came into the world, whether it was from a single parent, whether it was from two parents, whether it was from rape, whatever it may have been. However you came into this world, you're here for a reason, and that goes for everybody. We're all here for a specific reason. If you know anything about God, you know that he's a God of purpose. There's nothing in this world that doesn't have a purpose, including each and every last one of us. So the first thing, the first step actually getting or helping someone to find their purpose is to get them to actually believe it. If they don't believe it, then there's no we can't go further. If you don't believe you have a purpose, then you're not even going to try to discover what it is. You're not going to try to actually go ahead and go out and fulfill it. Once a person believes that they have a purpose, the next thing and the only thing that I can do after that point is to point them to their source, point them to the creator, point them to the manufacturer, because he's the only one that knows what their purpose is. And he is the only one that can reveal it to him. All I can do is just tell you, hey, you know, you good at that or you good at that or, you know, you may consider that. But my word is null and void. You have to go to the person that created you. He's the one that knows you. Going back to what we talked about earlier, if you are his quote-unquote product, then you got to go to his manual. You got to go to him directly, a manufacturer, to figure out, well, why, why was I created? You know, it's just like if somebody, if you were just born and somebody put an iPhone in a baby's hand, the baby wouldn't know what to do. What is this? You know, what what is this? Even if you're talking about a kid, they're not gonna know what it right. is. And it Even if he has it for a year, that, he may not find the features. Precisely, <laughs> precisely. And sadly, that that same image applies to a lot of people. Once they realize that I do have a purpose, it's the equivalent of handing new technology that you've never seen before into your hands, and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Well, you go to the you go to the manual, which is available. I mean, I think the Bible is what one of the most uh, most sold books around the entire globe. I think it's printed in probably every language you can imagine. So mm-hmm. go to the manual, and then secondly, consult the creator. Consult the manufacturer. Consult your source. Ask him, why did you put me here? Begin to ask those questions. But if people are looking for something more practical, something that they can you know, tangibly touch right now, then in addition to getting into the Word of God and actually going and praying and asking God to reveal what your purpose is, I would recommend, outside of reading the Word of God, a book, a book by Dr. Miles Monroe. It's entitled Understanding Your Potential. This book was a huge help in helping me get to a point where I could understand what did God place me here for, and I would highly recommend that anybody check it out. And, in fact, I'm doing a book giveaway right now, and that's one of the books that I'm giving away. And if anybody's interested, hey, maybe you ain't got the cash, enter the book giveaway. You may win it. All you got to do is go to writetoreallove.com slash book giveaway. 
and maybe you'll be able to get your hands on that book. If not, don't wait for the book giveaway. Head over to Amazon. Head over to your local bookstore. If they even still have brick-and-mortar bookstores, and purchase your copy of Understanding Your Potential by Dr. Miles Monroe. It's a book that will at least point you in the correct direction. Okay, okay. And, yeah, I know you were um, a a huge um, fan of Dr. Miles Monroe passed away last November in a uh, plane crash and everything. So, yeah, I know you've always touted his books and everything, and um, I entered the book giveaway. Uh, so others, you all can do the same. Where, where can they go and do that again? That will be at righttorreallove.com slash book giveaway. Yep. Okay. And all right. you just go to righttorreallove.com, just look for the little book giveaway picture on the side of the page. So if that's easier than remembering the URL, just go to righttorreallove.com, and it will be there as well. All right. Uh, he's a podcaster. He's a producer. <laughs> He gives away books, and in 2020, he's getting my vote for the presidential nominee, <laughs> Jay Freaking Mayo. Thank you, you man. I'll be man on radio. Jay, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know it ran a little long and everything, and I, I definitely appreciate Dude, all I the callers <laughs> being um, being patient. And you know, when you have so many people on the line, you can't get to everyone really more than once. Uh, but uh, I always a pleasure to have you on, man. Not just because you give me hope, you know, that the 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 next generation is going to figure it out, but just because of the inspiration that you give to every one of all generations, man. And um I like how you tout the kingdom principles and you know, a lot of people when it comes to religion or church or the Bible, it, it gets a bad rap because there are some people who pick and choose things out of it as far as what they want to, you know, thump the Bible on. They want to use it to condemn gays. They want to use it to, you know, do this or do that. But I like how the fact that you embrace all of it and you know how to apply it to modern-day times. And that takes a lot of thought. That takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of seeking wisdom from others, you know. And it's evident that you do that, man. I I truly want to applaud you on that. Man, I appreciate it, and I honestly can't take any credit, man. I tell you, sometimes when I'm when I'm on shows such as this, man, I'll be wondering, like, after I get off the call, I'm like, did I say all that? Like, where where did all that come from? Because, like, to me, I'm like, I don't even know all of that stuff is in there until, you know, God just brings it out. It, it truly is a need, and I'm just happy to even be in a position where he's able to speak to others through me. You know, I'm nothing more than a vessel like I tell people when it comes to Right to Real Love and Right to Real Love Radio Podcast, it's not my podcast, it's not my brand, it truly is God's, man. I'm nothing more than a servant just called to do the work that he's called me to do. And I, I just got to say it's all him. All of the things that you heard me say on this podcast, it's not for my own knowledge, it's not for my own opinion. It's based on the things that I've learned through communing with God and through reading his word. So, you know, all of the praise and the glory must go to God, first and foremost. Okay. All right. I appreciate that, man. Glad to have you on. Uh, I'm going to go get the final thoughts from all the callers. You're more than welcome to hang out and listen to the final thoughts if you want. If you need to drop off, I understand. I know it's late out there on the East Coast. Uh, But again, you know, thanks for coming on to the show. Oh, man, the pleasure is all mine. And I'm about to hang out with y'all, so let's get it in. (laughs) Okay. All right. I appreciate it. 
And I'll go ahead and go with final thoughts. And, and Buck, I'll go with you if you have any final thoughts on tonight's show or just um, how you feel about being a part of you, – you've been around for like a little over three and a half of the four years I've been on the air. So if you want to speak on that, you're more than welcome to. Wow, what a birthday show, man. And having Jay Mayo, Jay Mayo on tonight, man, if, you, if you're not inspired by this show, you're just not – you're not – you can't be inspired. I mean, it's it's awesome to have Jay on tonight, you know, and celebrating with us and putting his words of wisdom out there. And man, it's just awesome, man. I mean, it gives you so much hope, and and you know, it just it's it's really really awesome. So I mean, for me being a part of this show, I mean, in the the way this show is, you know, the platform, the way it's set up is really awesome as well. Glad to be a part of it. I mean, I'm the elder statesman, if you want to call me that. I'll take that. But um, just great to be a part of the show and great to be one of the legends, you know, putting putting information out there that everybody can use on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we have fun on this show. Uh, we put a lot of information out there for people, and, man, we have great guests. And I tell you what, it's just it's really, really phenomenal to be a part of it and have, you know, it's more than just, it's more than just a, you know, what we do. We're all family on this show, too. You know, we all consider ourselves, you know, family, and it's just great. And awesome to be a part of it. So everybody okay. have a great night. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And actually, I think um, actually Eminem is the eldest statement statement on the show. I believe he got in uh, about two or three episodes before you did. But uh, y'all are pretty much neck and neck. Talk- oh, you are the oldest. Age. Age. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You are the yeah. oldest. Yeah, you're you're about far the oldest. Okay. Yeah, only yeah, by eleven months. Like that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> that. You used, you used to listen to shows on transistor radios. All right. Hey, Bob, look good, brother. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Let me go to Crystal. Your final thoughts, That's Crystal. Good. I appreciate you hanging on, listening to the show. I know you didn't get a lot of opportunities to to chime in, but uh, give your two cents on any topic you want, or just uh, the show in general. Well, I'd like to say it's a, a very good show and happy fourth year. And hopefully you'll have uh, plenty more and move the show to the next level where more and more people can hear uh, the wonderful um, topics that you have and your audience. So good luck to you and um, uh, congratulations. Okay. Thank you very much. And, uh, of course, I'll be trying to chime in on your show tomorrow because you're talking about superheroes tomorrow, right? Yeah, superheroes, you know, very important stuff like that. That's what happens on the Crystal Show. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. We got to get away sometimes, Crystal. I got got two cents to chime in on that. So I appreciate you um, being a part of of the show and always contributing. So thank you very much. And uh, sometimes producing. (laughs) When I have technical <laughs> oh, yeah. difficulties. So, okay, um, Amanda? Great show tonight. Um, I really definitely enjoyed the topics and listening to everybody. It's nice when all the show legends can come together. Um, you know, happy fourth birthday on the show. Uh, it's something that we definitely look forward to every every week. Um, I, I have to say that, uh, you know, I'm really glad we were able to have Jay on again tonight because, Jay, to me, I'm I'm a big fan. I think Jay Mayo was the the best guest we've we've ever had. So, 
Um, you know, definitely a pleasure to always hear his words of wisdom. And I hope everybody has a great night, and I guess we'll see each other or listen to each other uh, next season in a few weeks. Okay. Yes, this is the season finale. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate that and everything you mean to the show. And um, I'll go to Ray. Yeah, uh, it was interesting just listening to uh, Jay drop knowledge and, you know, the lessons, although we didn't get a chance to speak too much tonight. We got a chance to listen and we got a chance to just hear uh, words of wisdom. And it's, it's been, I guess, probably about three and a half years since I first started coming on. And, you know, I just enjoy the topics each and every week. And it's an outlet for you to get to say and voice your opinion. And although we don't always agree, it's always good to hear what others think and what others have to say. And um, I just, you know, enjoy it. And it seems to get better and better with topics as time to go along. And, you know, I just look forward to... uh the next season, Jay, I want to say, you know, he was great. You know, he didn't disappoint. And, you know, he's becoming a, a, a honorary legend or whatever you want to call it whenever he steps on the stage of the Talk to Q show. So, you know, it's good, you know, if he can come back every quarter or something, that would be cool. And I think he's got a lot – uh, to say that a lot of people need to hear. So, great show, and I look forward to talking to everybody in a couple weeks. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, and definitely appreciate all you bring to the show, the enforcer. Okay. Dr. Willis? Um, I'd like to say uh, congrats once again on uh fourth you know, birthday. And uh, and it was good having Jay on. I'm not really big on religion and things like that, but I do appreciate the way he packaged what he had to say tonight. Um, and in such a way, I think you were right uh, when you come you complimented him on uh, presenting it in a in a way that you know most people who use religion don't. So I thought that was good. Uh, I just want to make one comment on something we talked about tonight, and then I'll uh, I'll rest my case. Um, I think for us to get back to that point where where uh, we as as black people are, are uplift, uplifting each other again. I think that we have to stop looking for, you know, people, you know, in, in high places to be our leaders and stuff and start being our leaders ourselves. We need to we need to start getting out there, you know, saying on a on any given weekend and, and coordinating and have you know um, you know talks, have summits and things like that, and invite these kids that are out there that. You know, in the streets, these kids in shelters, you know, get into these schools and, and mentor and tutor, you know. Like I said, you don't have to have a child. You know, go to the nearest school close to your job and, and become a lunch buddy. I mean, something that simple can help. And you don't know, uh, to you know, to what degree that can help. And, and I think that once we get back to doing that and, and we start leading, we start leading away, the coming guy starts showing these young men and women that they too can be leaders and you don't necessarily have to be an athlete or a celebrity to do it, then guess what? We're going we're gonna to raise these guys in the way that they should be uh, uh, raised. And once we get our young boys on track to grow up to be great young men, then, you know what I'm saying, our women will start to fall in place uh, again too. So, 
you know, I know a lot of guys like to say, you know, switch it around and say the women need to fall in place first and then the guys. But I think that if we can motivate our young boys to become great young men, then they will fall in place. And uh, and that's what I got on that. I, I guess we can make a whole show about that, but uh, I'll, I'll rest my case on that. End. Okay. I appreciate that, man. Good stuff there. And um, you always bring the knowledge to the show, and it's appreciated. And um, even when I disagree with you, man, you you you, you still make everything so eloquent that it uh, makes me kind of doubt myself sometimes. I just don't show it all the time. But, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate that, Bob. All right, let's see. Uh, Miss Boom Boom? President of the Counter Force, sir. Boom Boom Pow Pow. Uh, <laughs> All right, I appreciate it. Miss Boom Boom, for those who may who haven't listened to her a while, she's been calling in for about the last month or so. And um, it's always refreshing to hear her on. She has a lot of energy. She brings it. She's um, a vet with something that I didn't know I didn't know that about her and everything. So thanks for your service and everything, ma'am, and keep calling. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I'll be brief. That way you won't have to worry about, you know, saying ten it. But look, uh, I just want to say congratulations once again for being successful. I hope there's more than just uh this one show. You're gonna need another show along with this one somewhere in other places of the world because you're not gonna have enough room for everybody all in the future for uh, all as many people are going to be calling this show. So I uh, consider that a compliment. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, there is, by the way, power in numbers. You can always do more with with two than you can with one. And there's strength in numbers. And uh, just to go to the black history side of it, so I can be quiet and let everybody flow and go, uh, and the Harlem Renaissance man, they call him, Mr. Elaine Leroy um, Locke. He once said, how can a people who are so socially despised be so artistically esteemed? We are. And we should be proud that God has created us to give him the glory and that he all men and women and show the same love he did create us and create more positive things in the world because he put us here because he loved us. And we need to show the same love for one another and promote the positiveness that you're putting on this show and the freedom that God has given us to live life more abundantly. So I wish you well and uh, God bless you, sir. Thank you, Ms. Mumbum. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, let's see, I have a couple people who have dialed in. Uh, let me go to the 618 area called the Land of Lincoln and bring on the bad man. Bad man, what's happening, bro? Not much, man. How's everybody? Doing pretty well. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I just got a, got this little one in my lap right now that's trying to tease and still angry about this, not making that catch, but, you know, it is what it is, <laughs> but... But uh, congrats on uh, on the show. You know, it's been a big part of you know me. I I enjoy it. You know, coming on the show, making people laugh. You know, we talk about serious things. Sometimes we talk about silly things. But you know, it's just it's just a good thing to be a part of. You know, to be be a show legend. But I just want to put this out here. I don't know. Can I just slap shit out of Kanye? <laughs> oh 
I've been having that on my heart for the longest, and I've been holding it in. I just want to just walk up to him and just slap the shit out of him. Just slap the shit out of him. It's been on his heart to slap somebody. Yeah, yeah, to slap the shit out of Kanye. I'm with you on that one, brother. It don't make no damn sense the way this boy just go. He just get on TV and act an ass. Somebody just needs to just walk up to him and slap the shit out of him. I tell you what, I'm going to be, I'm going to take Paul Moon to place. I'm going to be, he going to get his wake up call. I don't know when, where, but he going to get his wake up call. Yeah, he's going to, you know, there's a reason why he picked Taylor Swift and Beck to go on stage with. I mean, he he he's very selective. He's gonna go up there with the wrong one one day. See, he wouldn't run up on little Nook Nook and uh somebody from the shootout crew. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> see, he won't run up. He wanna run up on the little on Taylor. I mean, this, this dude need a serious foot in his ass. I mean, seriously, he need a serious foot in his ass. You know, and then this, the you know the stuff that he wearing now. You know. What man that you don't want to wear a dress? Only like I said, the only man I know that want to wear a dress, he's skipping, <laughs> and he jumping rope. And I'm not talking about damn for a fight either. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep it one hundred. Just keep it one hundred. But like I said, but <laughs> but man, you know what though? I got to go get the DVD of Colors. I know I mean, I might be wrong for saying this. I know my son is five months old, but when it get to that one part, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna rewind yeah. about seventy five times. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell my son. Okay, now when you get a little bit older, I truly explain what that really is. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> All right, well, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a fourth anniversary about a Leon reference for sure. Oh, so. no. Nah, nah. <laughs> All right, I, I appreciate that, man. And uh, let's see, Eminem, I'll get to you, then I have one more after you. Go ahead, Eminem. Oh, man. Uh, now, normally I would, you know, make my final thoughts talking about some of the topics, but uh, I'm, I want to spend all my time talking about the the, the show itself, man. Um, like I tell everybody, I say this, I say the same shit on every anniversary show. I say the same shit because I mean it. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, when it comes to a a monumental time, you know, everybody can look back at certain things. You know, the, the normal shit, graduations, uh, you know, uh, weddings, uh, all, you know, just different things are considered. But this right here has given a whole, turn a whole new leaf for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm telling you, I used to tell people all the time that didn't know me, you know, how people underestimate people. And it's a lot of people just need to have a a, a forum or a platform. Or, you know, as in Hollywood, say, you know, yeah. everybody got to have their chance to get their big shot. And that's what that show, that's what this show has done for me. It has uh, expanded shit that I was trying to do. It has increased shit I'm already doing, and it's steady evolving, and it's exposing me to uh, 
a lot of other people that I feel need to hear a lot of shit I got to say or thoughts because <laughs> I always felt that I had a lot to say and a lot of people need to hear it. I know I make a lot of eye reference, but, you know, hey, I have a very high self-esteem, so I focus on myself, but I mean well to anybody I come in contact with. So that's why I always promote this show, uh, um, not on social media a lot, but in, in verb, verbatim, I, I let people know, you know, this this is the type of shit black people need to do for each other, you know. Too many times, now, of course, I'll be, be the first one to tell you, this show has no color, you know. But at the same time, you know, it, it don't discriminate either. It's not one of the things like where people create something and then it's like, damn, I can't even get in on it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. just having the opportunity to have this type of platform for people like myself, you know, they need to take advantage of this. You know, uh, that's why we can appreciate, you know, Brother Jay dropping all that knowledge. But at the same time, just having a platform as popular as everything he's doing, you know, if it wasn't for this show, myself and many others may not know who he was because I know he's going right. to do great things and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and, and opportunities are like a domino effect. Like, uh, you know, like uh, take, for instance, the uh, when you ask Crystal, you know, what was on her topic, she said superheroes tomorrow, you know. Uh, uh, I, I know of a guy, I ain't going to call his name, but he got a segment. He was super, super duper hero that's on that show. But if it weren't for this show, he wouldn't have got exposure to even uh, have a segment here and there on that show. So that's mm-hmm. what it takes. And uh, and then I got to give you full credit for helping keep news on because whenever uh, it's a lot of material that's out there, that's creative. I always know I can get a spot from the stuff you do on the thank you dot me or something like that. But mm-hmm. all that stuff just feeds itself. See what I'm saying? It's like uh, the yeah. ecosystem. I call this an ecosystem. So if if people in the communities can, can create an ecosystem, you don't have to be rich or nothing, but just everybody who ain't robbing a bank, everybody who ain't sticking up liquor stores, raping people and snorting crack and shit like that, smoking crack, I'm saying the world need to know where we are. So duplicate it. Everybody can do something, you know. So I'm just glad I'm part, part of this here and, you know, plan to keep on doing it, you know what I'm saying? I got one quick question for Jay. Actually, uh, he just he just dropped. Damn, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, four years, you know, it's been, it, the shit was just like a blink of an eye, man. And uh, I met some great people. You know, uh, some guests you had, you know, I'm liking the fact that Fred called back. Uh, 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 my man Alex and, of course, my man Archie in the Virgin Islands. I love, you know, knowing people know of me from different places in the world, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, of course, the one of the best guests you ever had was Miss Milani Billups and then uh, uh one monumental moment in Talk to Q, and, and I, I'll be brief, was out of the four years, I always say it to Q. I said, man, you know when you're getting there, whenever you can get that first damn porn star to come over here, and then I'd be damned <laughs> if uh, Bethany Benz then called this mother. I was like, God damn, my nigga done made it. My, oh, my bad. My, uh, 
talk for the entire show and half the time it was him talking to me laughing but I mean uh, I mean you know we did that for the better part of a, a month or close to two months and then uh you know then Buck became a regular and then Ray got involved and it was on I mean those are the those are the, are the big three they're the ones that really got the show started and then it's like like he said it's like the ecosystem it just fed into other things and I mean and all of you at some point, you know, are like, you know, a, a part of a, almost like a small-time pop culture. I mean, you know, Jules has a T-shirt in Philadelphia that says screwing is cool, you know, <laughs> hashtag Eminemism. I mean, you know, she she wears that T-shirt, you know, so it's like people are being immortalized. Let me go to the last caller representing the 504 in the Crescent City of New Orleans and bring on Lady T who's been patiently holding. I appreciate it. How's it going? Going very well. How are you, Q? I'm doing well. Go ahead with your final thoughts, ma'am, or your uh, salutations to the show. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say happy fourth birthday to the Toxic Q Radio Show. And it's been a pleasure to be a part of the show. I know I've been on hiatus sometimes, but... um, I've always thoroughly enjoyed being a part of the show and following the show via social media. Um, I don't know how long I've actually been a part of the show. I know it's been a while, but like I said, I've always enjoyed the show. And tonight I was actually supposed to be working on a paper on the ethical fall of Enron. However, when I heard that J. Mail and Q were going to be together on the same radio show, I just couldn't pass up an opportunity to get involved via social media, and I'm glad I didn't because everything that was said um, from Jay and also the show legends and everyone else who called in, the commentary was great. I enjoyed it all, and it's one of the main reasons why the show is so relevant and so important in the network arena of just social media and also Via other media, um, as far as blog talk radio, the show topics are very good. They're very diverse, and, you know, people get to express themselves, like Eminem said, and also people get to digress from the norms of their, you know, routine and get involved in something else that takes them to higher heights and deeper depths. So I am very appreciative for all that the show does and all all of the contributions that are made to the show because it gets people thinking and it gets people talking and maybe that's what's ultimately going to bring about change and positive solutions to this country that we so desperately need. So um, kudos to you, Q, and all the show legends for just 
um, doing the doggone thing for the last four years. Okay. Well, thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm not sure when your first appearance was either. I want to say it was uh, Let's Talk About Sex back in, um, like, uh, September of 2011, but I'm not 100% sure on that. It may have been before that. But, uh, hey, do I remember yeah, what it was? When was that? Uh, it was either the night we talked to the guy that didn't spank his kids. I say, think some guy in Georgia or something. Uh, uh, I, yeah, Scott. Yeah, I, I think you, you, it was either that one or it was a show about um, the, the criminals have rights, something like that. I remember that show. But I, but I think all of that was that same week that that we okay. talked to Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't remember when exactly. That was, but uh, that might have been like around June uh, or something, or maybe even in May uh, of 2011. I don't know. I guess you've been around longer than I thought. I think it was May. I think it was springtime. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you driving Twitter the way you do as well, because it seems like the tweet chat doesn't start till you start. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, everyone. Um, February 20th is the official fourth anniversary of T2Q. And as I start year four, I want to give thanks to everyone who's made the show what it is. Uh, The chat room participants were really heavy in the first two years. They kept the conversation going and, you know, asked good questions on top of making funny comments in the chat room. However, that traffic eventually transferred to Twitter, where I have people each week participate in tweet chats simultaneously with the show. Uh, like I said, Lady T does it, PJ Extra, it's April V Live, um, Bell Unplugged, Melanie, I mean, it's just a bunch of different people. Uh, and for the last year, they have really contributed a lot to the show with exposure by using hashtag T2Q to make comments and answer my questions. And it's been a really welcome addition to the show and has pretty much replaced the chat room, which I still open, but it's not as active as it once was. Um, I also want to thank my sponsors, including my official sponsor, BukuNow.com. And over the past year and a half, I've had over 50 sponsors, and I truly appreciate each and every one of them. It's been a welcome addition to the show. And I love the fact that they all understand that I have to maintain my integrity as a host and not censor myself for the sake of a sponsor. You know, uh, now unless one of them want to come at me with four or five digits, you know, I'll probably change my tone then. But uh, <laughs> but seriously, um, I, I definitely appreciate all the sponsors. Uh, my thanks to the random callers like Mr. Solution, my man Fred and Callie, Cousin Q, Clean Cassie, uh, Classy, uh, Carmen, Miss Ante, Paige, and others. The random callers that, you know, hit us up every other night and mix it up with the show legends, and it makes for a more interesting show. Now, I also want to thank Miss Boom Boom. Um, she's becoming a regular caller, so I can't really classify her as a random. Um, so my thanks for her joining the mix. My thanks to the guests over the past year who have given me topics galore to discuss. Susie, the single dating diva, Vanity Strokes, Sweater Patel, Milani Billups. Brandy J. Flynn, Sierra L., Betty Louise, Miss Manhood, Bethany Benz, Michael Clay, the hair doctor, Mama Joyce, and more. Of course, I can't name everyone, but thanks to them. And lastly, a huge big ups to my show legends, 
you all truly make the show go. Ray, Amanda, Eminem, Crystal, Buck, and Amy are as consistent as they come. Night in and night out, at least four of them will be on the phone lines, mixing it up with me. I also want to thank the show legends who may not appear regularly, but they still support the show. And Lady T, and Mary LaBelle, Bobby Willis, Archie and Mashevia, Robin Peppers Hunt, Erica Beckwith, my man True Speech, and of course the bad man. Thanks for all that you do, and without you all, there is no Talk to Q radio show. So the show is going on hiatus for a couple of weeks. I will be back on March the 10th to discuss is booty the new currency. All right. And I'm pretty sure Eminem, you're going to have some thoughts on that one. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I can start now, but I will. <laughs> that's going to be on March the 10th. March the 11th, we'll have a zone coverage show to discuss NFL free agency because that would have kicked off um, for like 24 hours by the time it rolls around. So I will see you all in a couple of weeks as I take a little time off to uh, recharge the battery. And uh, then we'll have the season premiere on March the 10th. So thanks to my official sponsor, BookCoomNow.com. Thanks to Larissa Huston. Go get her book while it's free. How do I expect him to love me when I don't love myself? Thanks to Scriptapalooza.com for allowing my listeners a chance to participate in their screenwriting competition. And if you want more of these great topics off the air, then ask to join my exclusive Facebook group. Just search for T2Q on Facebook and ask for an invite. The group is private, so you can get a heavy dose of the show topics while the show is on hiatus in that group. You can also email me at talktoqnow at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. And when all else fails, Google T2Q. Good night. Peace out. Thanks for everything, and I will talk to you all in two weeks on March the 10th. Peace. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q radio show. Carla, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out. I bring thunder and light in every single time.